This episode of the 9-5 Adventure Podcast is brought to you by PMA, Positive Mental Attitude. Did you wake up this morning and have to go to work? Well, that means you have a job. If you have a job, you probably get paid for that job. And if you get paid for that job, you can go on more adventures. And that is a beautiful thing. You may not like what you do, and you may even hate what you do, but the only possible way to find that thing that you love and to fill your passion bucket to the rim is by keeping PMA. It's totally free. You just got to change the way you think. With that being said, each and every podcast of the 9-5 Adventure is going to be brought to you by PMA. One, because I really enjoy that saying. It's stuck with me for a long time, as cheesy as it may sound. And two, uh, some things have happened that got me thinking about uh, how we react to different things. So I'll begin by saying, and getting in the DeLorean, going the way back machine to last weekend. Um, Kim had a soda festival coming up, and she asked me a while back if I wanted to go with her and help out on a Saturday in Minnesota. And I said, absolutely. One, because I love working those events, and two, and most importantly, why would I not want to be around my loving wife? You know, I heard a great uh, comedy skit one time. It's like, I hear people complain about my wife, my wife, my wife. Eh, you married the wrong person. That's what I think. Um, Because that's very true with me. I, I don't really like being away from her. So, um... I said, of course I would love to go, and I've got to stay back. She's, she, she flies out early to get ready for the, the uh, festival and set up and meet her clients because, you know, that's kind of her job, and I have a job here, so I continue with my job. We've got kids about to go back to school, dogs, a house, all these different things to kind of tidy up, so I tidy up those things, and then I fly out late on Friday and going to get in the hotel and then go to the festival on Saturday. So I get to the airport late on Friday. Now, a lot of planes have been delayed by the time I get there. Um, not my plane, but their planes have been, other places have been delayed. And people are griping. They're complaining. The one that sticks out the most is the one that's going to England. So people have taken off and they're taking vacation to England. And their flight has been delayed one hour. That's it. Just one hour going to England because of weather. And they're about to take off. Well, people rush this the booth and they're complaining and they're griping. And all I hear in the thing is like, I can't believe this is happening to me when I'm trying to go to England. And I just took this time off. Now, on the airline side, they're trying to get you to your destination as safe and as comfortable as possible so you don't end up in the ocean, right? They're thinking about your best benefit. But you don't see that, and this is, this is logical too. On the other side of things, you don't see that because you've worked very hard for your vacation time, and you don't want something to derail uh, or rob you of it outside of your control. You feel like you've been robbed whenever that thing is taken away from you or delayed or whatever it is. Now, that's why I brought up the PMA to start this. Your attitude makes a lot of difference into how the rest of your trip is going to go. And really in life in general, but I'm going to speak as a, like adventure right now and say your attitude, and I've been on both sides of having a kind of a, oh, you know, get down about it when it derails you, or you can turn it upside down and think about the positive. Think about the different people that you're going to be. If my plane was delayed an hour and my favorite, let's say my favorite, uh, we'll go with well, everybody wants to meet the, you know, princes of England, right? Let's say the prince of England or, uh, you know what? We'll go with rock stars. We'll go with rock stars and say your favorite rock star is Mick Jagger, right? And you want to, you, you would, it would be crazy if you met him, but you're flying to England. 
your plane gets delayed an hour. Well, it causes you to be an hour late in checking in your hotel. And you're there right as Mick Jagger is walking through the hotel to walk out at that specific time, right? And he's just there for like dinner or lunch or whatever time you're there. And you see him and you get to take your picture with him and you get to meet him and talk to him and he's super friendly and it's just life-changing event for you where you get stories to tell for the rest of this time, right? You just met this person, this, uh, this person you would never dreamed you would meet. What if your plane wasn't delayed an hour, right? Then you would have been there an hour earlier and you would have missed the person that you met that was so interesting and enjoyable. What if you get to places and it derails you into a much prettier destination like, oh, well, I can't make it to this river. I'm going to just go over here to this river because of that and hike it. And then you end up saying, wow, this place was much more beautiful than the place I was going to go. This is amazing. It worked out so wonderful. Those things happen all the time. So maybe, maybe they happen for a reason. Now, if you didn't have a positive attitude about it, you would sulk and not be in a good mood, not meet these people in the best of mind frames, or you would miss them together because you'd quit on it and you would stop doing it and you would give up on the process because of all this. It also can ruin your vacation. You can go grumpy through the whole thing and then you're grumpy when you get back to work and you're blaming it all on this tiny little situation. Really? It's on your shoulders to just flip it upside down and look at things in a positive light. So, uh, that being said, the people going to England. Now, I got on the flight, and this is another example throughout this story to Minnesota, right, of turning negatives into a positive. So, we get on the flight, and we're flying over there, and I meet this guy next, sitting next to me. Now, he is a very interesting guy. We start talking about halfway through the plane, the plane trip, flight, plane trip? That's not right. The flight to Minnesota. We start talking halfway. He's a musician. He came from Louisiana. He went to school at UT and then to Baylor. And then he flew out to Berkeley to get his degree, but also to further his music career. He ended up playing a bunch of commercials, a bunch of theaters, uh, a bunch of scores for plays. He's played with all these different really amazing country artists. I can't remember the band he's in right now because I'm not crazy in the country it's john something i think but he was flying out to minnesota for a festival out there it's one of the few this guy does that he really enjoys so um I, he just interesting life if you can imagine the life of a traveling musician it it's it, but this guy had he was so full of life he was so interesting to talk to he was describing his travel around the world he's about 60 65 years old now and still traveling still playing music he's been on cruises he said when he was younger what he did was he got on a cruise ship and uh, these these cruise ships that go across the world they go to world destinations they'll go to Hawaii and then they go to Japan well he'll either stop in Hawaii after it gets there and fly back or he'll continue on and they'll pick up more passengers and go to Japan and different places he's gone down deep into South Mexico Southern America with these uh, world tours he's gone all the way to Alaska he said Alaska is his favorite one. I mean, he's been all over the place. He would sublet his apartment while he was doing this and live outside for like three to nine months, I mean, six to nine months of just playing music, you know, and having a great time. So he's got lots of stories. He's very interesting. You learn lots of different things, like that Dublin is one of the prettiest places of all the places he's been. You wouldn't think that Ireland would be your vacation destination, but it really and truly is, he said. 
It's so pretty and such a nice place. People are great. So, I mean, you learn all sorts of cool things, right? Now, uh, one little tidbit that I would not have learned from him if this next thing didn't happen. So we're flying. It starts to circle. We both start looking at a map. He goes, oh, this only happens when something bad, you know, something's happening over here in Minnesota, right? And so we circle about two or three times, and then we hear this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we have about five minutes left in fuel, so we're going to go ahead and land in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, refuel. And then hopefully the storm in Minnesota where they shut down the airport will be passed. And well, it's about a 35-minute flight over to Minnesota from Des Moines, Iowa. So we'll hopefully have you to your destination shortly. Thank you for flying Delta, and have a nice day. Uh, kudos to Delta, first off, for the way they handle it. It was great. Um, they really turned a bad situation into a good one. They handled it. Everything went smooth. But... Um, we land in Des Moines, Iowa. Now, if you land in Des Moines, Iowa about 10 o'clock at night, there's nothing open to eat. I haven't eaten anything uh, except a protein cookie and a tiny single-serving pack of almond butter. So I am very calorie deficient for, you know, dinner's waiting at my hotel, right? And I'm delayed by a lot. And we're sitting there waiting for the plane. I talked to Kim and... I'm missing her and sad that I can't be there and she's tired so she's going to have to go to bed, right? And it's just, but it's okay because I'm sitting here learning these things about this guy and he took my mind off of being hungry and, you know, uh, he told me that he played South Padre Island. He found out that's where I was from and he told me he played South Padre Island with Garth Brooks on his uh, last little thing before he retired first, right? Before he stepped away the first time. He played down there. They set up a stage. If you want to look it up, it's on the internet. That really happened. He really went down there. So uh, just such a neat thing. Think about, you know, I just met somebody who played with Garth Brooks, and he's got stories about him and all sorts of cool things. So I would have never learned that. He kept my mind off of being hungry. Now we get into Minnesota, and as you can imagine, we get in about 1.30 a.m. from this point. Now it's a 35-minute flight. At 10 p.m., and we make it there at 1.30. So you can see how long it took us. We had to wait for that storm after we got fuel so that we could. We had about an hour window for all the planes to land. So all these planes are landing in Minnesota now. Now the airport is flooded full of people, and they're all going to the same place I'm going, Uber, Lyft, taxi. And I've got to get to my hotel. Now, they're causing all sorts of traffic jams. He's kicking people off for parking, and he's rerouting them. And it's really just hysteria because there's all these people just like, oh, how am I going to get my car? How am I going to get my car? Well, I paid attention. Thankfully, I saw the guy turning in. I went over there, met up with him while he was driving, and we just got in and took off to the hotel. So it worked out perfectly. I get to the hotel. I call Kim. And let me tell you, if I'd have been in grumpy pants, this right here would not have gone as well. I don't want to be grumpy pants whenever I see the love of my life uh, after a long trip. I'm so happy. And to when she opens the door and I get to hug her and I go in, I don't eat anything. I just go straight to bed and we wake up and we get ready for the day next morning. Now, I had a wonderful breakfast at this place called RJ's. And if you're ever in Minnesota, that place, RJ's, I, I can't remember the exact little town, but it's in Minneapolis area. It's, it is incredible. So many, uh, if you're calorie deficient, the highest quality food for $10 and 50 cents, but it's the highest quality breakfast that you can have with tons of food and service is great just overall really nice place family atmosphere really cool suggest going to eat there if i could remember the exact town but um 
We took off to this festival. Now, I mentioned that there was a bad storm in Minneapolis. Kim sent me a video of it. The guy running the festival has two options. Well, one, one, he didn't think he was going to have any tents because of tornadoes. He thought all the tents behind his soda shop. It's a Blue Sun soda shop. We'll get into that in a second. But he didn't think anything was going to be left, right? So he could have canceled the festival. He could have not shown up. He could have sent all his vendors away. You know, whatever. Reschedule it, right? But he continues on. You know, we're already this far. He's continuing on, right? And we don't know who's going to show up on the gloomy day tomorrow because it's supposed to be gloomy the next day. Kind of a hit and miss on rain type of thing. So it's really unforeseen. But we keep, he keeps a positive attitude. Like, it's going to be great. No matter what, we're going to have a good time. And... That keeps everybody else in a positive attitude. So uh, we get to the festival at about 8 o'clock. We get there about 8, 7.30, 8 o'clock, and we're getting ready, and we'll take a tour of the facility. Now, Blue Sun Soda Shop, awesome place. If you're in Minneapolis, just go by and check it out. I don't drink soda at all, but this place is just a sight on the eyes, uh, a neat place to see. 1,300 different sodas, I believe, is what they said. There's a lot. And you walk in, and the way they've got them arranged, and they've got them arranged all by flavors and the you know the different brands and whatnot, um, it just pops out to your eyes and the colors and everything. Just they just look so amazing. They have it set up perfectly, and it's very nostalgic, but with a new twist, but done really really well. Like the old Arcadia's in there is not just a bunch of old pinball machines thrown in there. Like oh look at my old arcade. No, he did it right. He did it nice, the skee-ball machines and the setup. And then he has a window from that arcade into the bottling process where he has actual uh, returnable bottles that he can rebottle. And it's an old bottling machine, and you can watch it as it goes by. You know, it's just, a, it's just a cool place. And I can't give enough love to Blue Sun Soda Shop. If you're by there, go there. It's really, really cool. Um, so we start this soda festival, and... One of the things that stuck out was how many people did not let the weather derail them from coming out to this festival. People love soda in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota, they love their pop. They get pop. What kind of pop you got at your tent now? Oh, that flavor looks really good. Give me one of those and one of those. I mean, they love their pop. They call it pop. And uh, the really neat thing was it was a, such a big family event, but not over, people weren't like pushing people around. It's, it was just like a, it was just really smooth and you could tell that there's no technology going on right here other than people with their phones taking pictures of the bottles to remember the flavors they like. Um, but there's not a lot of technology. It's family spending time with families and enjoying each other. And so seeing that was incredible. Like, it's an area where they're coming in from the neighborhood. Now, they don't let the weather derail them from taking public transportation or driving over or walking down the streets in the neighborhood. They just had a great time um, in this whole thing. And it's really a lesson to just keeping a positive thing. Like, hey, soda festival's here. Let's go to the soda festival. So um, really cool. Thank you to Blue Sun Soda Shop for putting on a great event. We worked about 11 hours. It was from 8 to seven we worked we helped them put up after that so i mean it's just whatever but we uh we talked to the owner we found this really good uh, indian food restaurant to go eat and just capped it off with a wonderful day it was very hard standing for that long serving soda for that long was a lot of work and but talking to people is so 
so much fun for me. I loved getting to know people and talk to them. Met some people that have been to South Padre Island several times. Where I'm from, we knew the same places to eat. and We chit-chatted about it. And then they want to know about me and what I do and my hobbies and why we came up from Texas. And um, We met a guy from College Station that worked at a brewer, uh, beer brewer, uh, brewer uh, there. And just they knew all the same places. He told us some places to eat. They were really nice and we had a long conversation. Just all sorts of cool, interesting people. I learned one thing, and that is Minnesota rivals Texas in the place where the most apparel with the outline of the state. They had hats and shirts. I mean, ranging from all sorts of different sayings, but they had the symbol of the state there. They are very proud to be from Minnesota. So um, that's one thing about that that I learned, that they're loyal to Minnesota, and I don't think much of, many of them leave, even though it's incredibly cold in that place. But... Point being, they didn't let any of these obstacles derail them from having a good time with their family. Not the weather, uh, not any of the issues. It was. It turned out to be a wildly successful um, event and really enjoyed going to it and working it, even though it was a lot of work. And uh, my wife is very, very good at those functions and talking to people and just being genuine. She's a genuine person when she looks at things. So it's just cool all the way around to see. Um, had a great time. But if I had a bad attitude, I wouldn't have been on my game to talk to people and to put a smile on my face and enjoy myself as much as I did at this festival and enjoy myself on the way back and just all around. Had it, it turned into a wonderful trip, even with the hiccups. Now, there's other things that can derail us from our from our vacation or in life in general. Think about um, think about in life, right? Let's th- let's say you're a salesperson. I've been a salesperson, and you've got finally get a meeting with somebody you've been trying for the longest time to get a meeting with, and it's a big client. This is going to be your chance to hit a home run and get into this place, and then they cancel on you. That's outside of your control. They cancel on you. And now what do you do? Do you have the mindset of like like gloom and doom and bummer and you just get depressed? Or you say, I'm going to take this time to go hit some other people in the area and make some sales calls and work as hard as I can and see them. And I'll be back next time whenever he's open. Now, you keep that attitude, you're going to have more of a smile on your face when that guy reschedules. Because he will reschedule if you have the right attitude. But if you don't and you react to that the wrong way... He's going to do the opposite and say, well, this guy really didn't, you know, he's going to pick up that vibe from you. You know, that's a lot about the sales is picking up the vibe. But it, it derails us and we blame it on things that really is our outlook on it. And I know that from experiences of mine that I've had where I have looked at things good and looked at things bad. So I'll tell you another story real quick about, you know, a little travel thing that I did to tie it to adventures. But if I let it derail me, then I wouldn't have had as good a trip, which I have before, and I've missed out. And it makes me think of the things that I missed out on. But um, scheduled this kayaking trip with a buddy, and we had trouble getting the same weekends with kids and whatnot going different places, so we finally get the same weekend. We get our little uh, cabin rented and booked about three weeks out. We get our kayaks uh, rented and booked. This is our first time doing it. We really want to go kayak fishing in, in the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, it comes to two days before and it starts raining. It's going to rain every day but the day we're going out. And then the day we're going out, it's going to be 20 mile an hour winds. Now that is not good fishing time to go out. 
uh, the fish are going to go not where we need them to go to catch them. We know that because we've done enough fishing and we have an option. We can let that derail us and not go and not ever go, or we can just continue on as planned and figure it out. So we both talk to each other and we're like, we're going. I mean, we've already scheduled the time off with our bosses. We've already worked this thing out. It's been, you know, we've tried really hard. We're going, right? And we head down there. I would have never figured out that I loved, one, paddling in a kayak in the bay so much. We didn't catch a thing. But we paddled in the kayak. We took some great pictures on, uh, we paddled to an oil rig. We raced. Wouldn't have learned that paddling at 22 mile an hour winds is not that hard. Um, not as hard as you think it would be. Uh, the kayak fishing is now one of my favorite forms of fishing by far. You can go anywhere with them, back in anywhere. There was a point where I backed into the cattails. We both did. And we, the boat just stopped there. And we just laid back. And, you know, we had some tasty beverages and we ate our sandwiches and we just, you know, enjoyed the atmosphere and the moment. And we had one of the best times together hanging out uh, in this this windy, unperfect weather than we ever would have had. And things that derail us sometimes are actually there for a proper purpose. So I just want everybody to remember that. Keep that PMA, keep that positive mental attitude, no matter what happens on your journey. Remember, it's a journey. And if you, in, you have two choices, you can enjoy it or you can let a little speed bump get you all worked up and out of shape for the wide open road ahead. I hope this has been an enjoyable podcast with my storytelling on this one, the story cast, as we might say. If you have anything, any sort of uh, fun little things that happened on your trip where it worked out for the better, uh, on some like sort of hiccup on your trip or derailment, send us a message on Instagram. That's not the number nine, all spelled out five adventures on Instagram. Comment on the pictures as much as you want. DM us. We'd love to hear from you about any sort of travel thing. Um, like I said, we're always looking for ideas and thoughts and whatnot. So we'd just love to hear from you because it'd be cool. And if you want to rate and review the podcast, we really appreciate that. Can't say that enough. Um, if you don't like it, well, either don't give us a review or give us a bad one. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I love to, to learn and get better. So anything is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the 95 Adventure Podcast. Keep that PMA. Until the next adventure, bye-bye, friends.